0: What's up, everybody? It's Wes. Welcome to this our bowl season preview episode. Um, we're uh, we're excited to talk about each one of these games. Um, we've also got some interesting uh, pick'em standings uh, to keep in mind here. Um, I'm in the lead still with 38. Matt's got 34. Jesse's got 32. Uh, but as we, uh, as we'll see, we got lots of games coming up and Matt's just had enough. He's just, he's just over it, <laughs> but uh, I've, been,
1: I've been over it, been past it, but no point. just wash my hands a whole dang thing.
0: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of points out there, uh, even more so than usual. And, uh, and each one of these worth a, a little bit more here. So, uh, but before we get into everything, um, as, as always, I'd like to introduce uh, my Two wonderful co-hosts. First of all, Jesse, let's start with you. How are you? Are you ready for the most wonderful time of the year?
2: <laughs> I I have been already gifted an SEC championship. I have been gifted uh, a Heisman Trophy winner. So I'm doing quite well this season.
0: Understood. I could uh, I can imagine how that feels. Uh, <laughs> Matt, uh, how's it going, my friend?
1: Uh, it's it's. Uh... It's going well um it's the last week of school um the children are on a different level right now so it's obviously uh exhausting but Speaking we're getting there. over we're, it we're getting there. <laughs> right. yeah yeah uh, I, first off i i wasn't on the show last week so i'd like to offer my congratulations to the universe uh, you couldn't uh, say it i'd like to offer my congratulations to the university of, oh. <laughs> you know what good for y'all
2: thanks so much thank you
1: Although again, like I've said multiple times, definitely was saying go Bama over go Georgia. Sorry, Wes.
0: It's okay. At least you didn't say that other phrase. So
1: which um, one? <clears throat> the, the the one that's that R word?
0: The R word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not
1: saying that. <laughs> no. A- Roll
2: tide! Yeah,
1: that thing. Nobody's you, saying
0: that. You you enunciated a little bit too much, Jesse.
1: That was <laughs> yeah, in, in roll supposed to be like eight syllables long like roll and
2: then finish. tad. tad yeah, tad is tad. 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 <laughs> awful.
0: Just awful. R- rolling with the tad. Anyway, um All right. Well, uh before we get into the bowl games, we do have quite a bit of news cuz you know, it's you know, we had the awards, <laughs> we had all kinds of stuff. well little bit Um, Not just the awards, but we've had a lot of um, the transfer portal is like opened into another dimension lately, it seems. So um, let's let's talk about the awards first, though. Obviously, we just talked about Heisman and and stuff. Uh, Bryce Young officially wins the Heisman. Um, I think that was a foregone conclusion. We we figured that was going to happen. Um, However, uh, you know, they made it official. Uh, Jesse, um, how does that make you feel?
2: (laughs) I felt great. I was telling Matt before we started the show. I actually um, was hanging out with some people that are in grad school at UNC this weekend. And when Bryce won, we had a long conversation about how one of them didn't think that Bryce deserved it. And my, you know, my response was, I understand. In the beginning, I was I was in your boat. I lived in your camp. But I've come around and I understand that he does deserve it. And my question back was who would you have given it to right? Who else do you think deserved that more? And none of the answers were satisfactory. And I just, that's the thing for those that don't think Bryce Young deserves it. And again, I admit I was one of them in the beginning and I apologize. I was wrong. I just don't think there's anybody else that stands out to me enough to win it over him. I mean, the only other person I would have given it to is the person that came in fifth. And that's uh Will Anderson. <laughs>
0: um uh, jesse am i allowed to make that a clip where the part where you said i was wrong um you know just you in ca- just in case um, it, you,
2: you're probably <laughs> never gonna have to use it again just because that will never happen it, it won't again, happen but you're it, more it's than so rare
0: to. it's so rare um matt i know how you feel about the award but how do you how do you feel about um Bryce getting it
1: look it, bama's gonna do bama things all right um I'm not shocked by it. In fact, when it was announced, I was kind of like, whatever, again, Bama is always a competitive team. They're a top three team. Every, it seems like every time you turn around. So, you know, I'm not shocked by it at all. Um, And like Jesse said, who, if you don't give it to Bryce, who you give it to. Right. Um, And I don't, and I agree with her. I don't think there's anybody else you can. I'm trying to find the list of who else got this thing, because again, that tells you about where I'm at with the Heisman in my opinion on it. They had put um, a
2: defensive player in the top four, that's where we're at with it.
1: I mean, yay, but
2: I mean, yeah, uh, yay, but they don't I mean, do that
1: according to the voting. Bryce Young got 2,300 points, the club next closest guy, had 900. So I'm interested. Oh, that's Kenny Pickett in the top three. Okay.
0: Yeah, although I think we saw a bit of Bama fatigue uh, because if you looked at the stats between Aiden Hutchinson for Michigan, and if you followed, you've seen the stats out there, but uh, Will Anderson, his stats are above and beyond um, Hutchinson's. So why
1: is Hutchinson that high?
0: I don't know. Of course, you know, obviously the, the votes, I guess the invites for New York are not um they're based on you know who got the the votes which is really what it amounts to so i why people yep. voted for him i'm not really sure over i think it, could could it, you're right i
2: think it, it, it's the fatigue
1: yeah. could it be there is a uh a big 10 bias when it comes to the heisman
0: i mean i'm sure there's there's a little bit of um i mean if coverage you look back historically we, can, we can't leave out you know the you know certain conferences or you know whatever um i don't know see,
1: I seem to remember. I mean, every I'm time sure people turn around. The, the Big Ten's always got a Heisman candidate, even if they're not deserving of it. Yeah, they especially people, I'm sure they especially have definitely. Heisman winners when they're not deserving of it. Um, so hey, and- on Michigan your behalf, that makes two. On uh, your behalf, see. on what your behalf, that guy's Matt. Name? Trying to remember that guy's name. Give me a minute. Um,
0: and I'm waiting because I know you're not having a hard time remembering. <laughs>
1: I honestly cannot remember that. Oh, it-, it doesn't matter because he shouldn't won the Heisman.
0: On your behalf, uh, when they were talking about the last time a, a defensive player won the award, and oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they
1: brought that guy up. Ref- sure they brought. Well, that
0: no, guy up. it was. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was the ESPN CFB um, uh, Instagram. I commented from our page, um, and I said, "Involved fans have not forgotten it
1: since, <laughs>
2: nope, it never <laughs> and never will."
0: <laughs> so, um, anyway, it didn't really matter who else was there. Uh, we all knew Bryce was going to get it. I mean, it, it was just kind of you know, a fun, a fun trip for the other guys who went. So, um, anyway, you got to go this year, right? Yeah, that's true. That, that too. Um, so anyway, um, let's, let's go ahead and get to the sec awards. Um, and I'll go ahead and read the list here and we can talk about whoever y'all want to offensive player of the year, Bryce young defensive player of the year. Will Anderson, uh, special teams player of the year. We had Jamison Williams from Alabama and then uh, Vilas Jones junior from Tennessee. Uh, name in there. freshman of the year, Brock Bowers, Georgia, uh, scholar athlete of the year, Tyler Beatty, Missouri, uh, the Jacobs blocking trophy was given to, uh, Darian, uh, Kennard at, uh, Kentucky. Um, and then, uh, coach of the year, Kirby smart, Georgia. Do you guys have any thoughts about this list?
2: I don't know that I would have given coach of the year to Georgia, to Kirby smart. And I don't yeah. say that because it's Georgia. I'm not being like a salty Grinch. That's not what I mean. I think a coach of the year should go to somebody that truly transformed a program. I think Sam Pittman should have been maybe the winner of that one. I would have been okay with that. Um, I mean, obviously I could even, I could even go for Shane Beamer. I know it's super early, but like, I think the culture at South Carolina and maybe it's because I live in the state I think the culture in the locker room there has changed completely. And yeah, I I think that should be something that's taken into consideration. But for me, it probably would have been Sam Pittman.
0: Matt, you're sighing and shaking your head. I'm
1: sighing because me and Jesse had this conversation off air while you were figuring out your technical issues. And we discussed how we both agreed that Kirby Smart probably shouldn't have got coach of the year. And we both agreed Pittman's name should be in in the running. But you didn't say my boy who took one of the absolute most dysfunctional teams in the sec who dealt with the worst transfer portal percentages of anybody in the in ever and turned Tennessee into an eight win team. Like I just, Fair. I just, a seven win team, excuse me. I'm going ahead and give them the eighth win. in, in both. <laughs> but still, I think Heupel uh, definitely should have been a contention for that. Um, I think if Georgia had won the sec championship game, then maybe you could yep. make Kirby coach of the year but losing to bama again doesn't just doesn't it's not a good look whatever do you guys I'm,
2: have a, a a consensus as to why and obviously like i can't answer this question because i'm going to be biased i'm going to give it to nick saban too but do you think there's a we can't give it to nick saban because this is just what he does at this point like why do you think he was not in that position this year
0: I don't know. Um, and it's also it's hard to say just based on I know this is a different team uh, and we've watched him coach with a different style this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh kind of, you know, very, uh, very. What do we call it? Bro Uh esque <laughs> Atypical for him. Uh, but mm-hmm. I also understand he has to treat each team differently, too. I don't know. Um, I, I agree with you guys um, that I probably would not have picked uh, Kirby Smart, not because I don't think he's doing a good job, uh, because what they've done, look, like we said last, last week, it is frustrating to lose to, to Bama in the SEC Championship. However, we still have a championship, a national championship to play for, still in the playoffs. So um, just the fact that we got to the point where losing the SEC Championship didn't matter Tells me what he's done all year, and that's fine. <clears throat> I understand why they gave it to him, but I probably wouldn't because to me, I I would probably rather give it to somebody who's taking a team that was down and out, doing terrible, and and like you said, change the culture. From that standpoint, probably somebody like a Sam Pittman. I think it's still a little bit too early for um, like the Mike Leeches and the um, yeah. the 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 Josh Hypels out there. Uh maybe next year um now, if they're able to turn things around even more so, where we're talking about how they're fighting for their division um maybe maybe we could have that dis- discussion um uh beamer um certainly has it has the feel of of yeah. a culture that's turning around. I probably would have given it Sam Pittman though uh, and that's, just, that's yeah. just
1: I think we all three can agree that Pittman was probably the better better candidate, yeah yeah coach of the year
0: yeah um all right and then uh college football awards uh the we had the maxwell award which is the player of the year given to bryce young who's can we, gonna can we pause a minute? who's can gonna we, have we, to get a new trophy case at home apparently for all these can, can,
1: can we take a minute to talk about how it's kind of redundant that we've got the heisman which is supposed to be the best player of the year and then we've also got the maxwell award but like i i, I need you to pick a lane and i need to pick something needs to go i think it's just my the vote, level of pre- my prestige votes to get rid of the freaking heisman
2: but that's yeah, just yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, but then you get rid of the Heisman ceremony, which gets rid so, of a show, which eh. gets rid of money eh. for the network,
0: and you get rid of the the Heisman house, and and then was it Nissan or whoever that is? Is that's like, true
2: with you know, Nissan? What's going and on? I, I like those commercials. That's the only reason I'm okay with the Heisman. I like the commercials.
0: It's just the commercials. Yeah, um, yeah, it does seem a little bit gratuitous, right? But I, I guess, I guess it's like the prestige of the Heisman. I'm, I don't know. Um, and then you have the the Maxwell. I and I also notice here um they have two defensive player of the year awards, but there's just two different names. So I that that's yep. kind of the same thing. Uh they had the Davy O'Brien Award for the best QB. That was Bryce Young, of course. Again, new new trophy case. We had the Butkiss Award. Uh, best linebacker that goes to Nakobe Dean at Georgia, the Outland Trophy, the best interior lineman, which was Jordan Davis at Georgia. Uh, the uh Bednarik Award, uh, the defensive player of the year, Jordan Davis, Georgia, and then the Bronco Nagurski Trophy, uh, defensive player of the year, that is Will Anderson from Alabama. And then the Bullsworth trophy, the top former walk-on goes to Grant Morgan, an Arkansas linebacker. So kudos to Grant there. So you guys have I any thoughts? I love a good
2: walk on story.
0: Yeah. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on
2: those? I guess the awards at this point are just like has your family donated money? Are you a historic name in football? We'll name an award after you even if it's redundant. We have two defensive player of the year awards. Eh. Right. Eh.
1: Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of end of season awards. Just maybe it's because I'm jaded because of what happened with Tennessee and all that business. But I just they don't do anything. They don't move the needle with me at all.
0: I don't Um, hate them. But what I hate about them is the timing. I wish they would wait till the season's over.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Like this would be something to good, good to do, like the week before the national championship game. Let's play the bowl games and see how everybody works out
0: or i don't know it seems it uh, the seems heisman like,
1: the heisman definitely shouldn't be awarded till after the national championship. game. It seems
0: like most uh most sports wait till after the season's done, right? Uh, to give awards. I mean, i yeah. maybe, maybe i'm well, just I mean, putting it in be, baseball terms or you know whatever to, to, but
1: to be to be technical though, the season is over. Every the regular, fair, the regular season. Is. Games, yeah. With the exception of the playoff.
0: And also they got to give us something to talk about for this month or three week long lull right so um, i've got to
2: keep the players engaged even those that are not in um you know in a playoff spot i guess i don't know and give these guys something to start building their resumes around for when we start talking about pro days and nfl draft and all of that good stuff Mm
0: -hmm. exactly um all right, um, let's talk about the transfer portal. Let's go ahead and get into that other dimension. <laughs> uh, the, the, the first bombshell that was dropped was by Bo Nix. And I, I, I read this and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Who? Shook. What? Uh, Bo Nix announced in a video on his Twitter, I believe, uh, that he will enter the transfer portal. Um, and I think we're going to talk about where he's going to end up in our just for fun segment, but, uh, it's just, it, it it blew my mind. Just the fact that he's leaving. I don't know. What, what did you guys think, Matt? Let's start with you first. What uh, I saw you—I was
1: was just as shocked as everybody else. Um, let's remember Bo Nix. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's a, um, he's an Auburn fan and he's, he said he wasn't, he, he was surprised, but he also understands it because he feels like Bo Nix has done everything he can for Bama. Um, I mean, when you think about it, he's done everything that is possible to do. Uh, plus he's going to have four new offensive linemen next year. I think there's a new offensive coordinator next year. There's just a lot of things that don't help. And let's be frank here. You know, a lot of these kids, they're single solitary goals to get to league. And if Bo Nix's goal is to get to the league, being at Auburn is probably not the best way to get there. So I get the decision. I understand it. Um, my own personal feelings on the transfer portal are, are – it's a bit too – uh it's just – it seems – I don't know. Something about it just doesn't feel right when a guy can just up and leave and go play somewhere the next year, Um, which I get that they have to do that sometimes. But yeah, I just I feel like it's going to be too common now. But, I mean, good luck to Bo. Uh, we'll t- talk about where we think he'll end up uh, here later, but kudos to him, I guess.
0: Jesse? Yeah,
2: I think what – I was super shook about this one, but I think what really sealed this for Bo Nix, in my opinion, is the Iron Bowl. I think for him to be hurt and to know that his team put up that much of a fight against Alabama with a backup quarterback, and not only that, but a backup quarterback that was hurt for you know the entire second half nearly, and they still almost won it. I think that just kind of seals the deal. He also wasn't progressing. We did not see a lot of improvement from Bo Nix, even, you know, and, and he's with a new coach. So it's not like it's, it, it was just the previous coach. It wasn't just Gus Malzahn. It's now um, the new coach as well. And so there's just not a lot of progress being made at Auburn for him. I don't know if that's because this is truly as, as good as he's ever going to get, or if he does need a different style of program. Um, but I think for him, it, it it's going to be, interesting where he goes like you said we'll talk about it later but definitely a guy that is a little feast or famine and i'm i'm super interested to see how teams respond to him and if there is a coach out there that can bring out even more potential in him because right now two coaches have not been able to do that and he's looked very plateaued since since he started
0: yeah and um it seems like the identity of auburn is going to be changing because it was essentially mm-hmm. centered around him, or at least it felt like it was in a lot of ways. Um, so uh, before we get to the next one, let's talk about a, a non-story that was um, Tank Bigsby. You know, He uh, announced that he was going to enter the portal. And then I saw an article. It was like, find out where Tank Bigsby has picked uh, after he's entered the portal. And I opened it. I was like, oh, where's it going to be? Where's it going to be? And it said, uh, he has decided to stay at Auburn. And I was like, I was like, what? Dad, I
2: I don't like that, right? Like, and and I don't know if this is a him thing. If, you know, here's the thing too, with players, they've now got social media. They can now start announcing things and start putting things out there, putting out feelers or whatever they want to do. And then they decide to stay as a fan base, as a coaching staff, as a teammate, that doesn't make me feel really comfortable. That doesn't make me feel like you have bought into our program. No. And it's like Matt said, I understand that players, oftentimes, if you get a new coach or whatever the circumstances may be, it may not be the right fit for you. And and maybe there's personal things going on to where you also need to transfer. But the transfer portal has gotten very willy nilly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just it, only going to get more so. And
1: it is definitely going to. I mean, look at the situation at A and M. We're going to talk about in a second.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Let's just let's just go ahead. Zach Calzada, Texas A and M's quarterback, uh, who took what? down took down number one Alabama this year, and we we thought was you know uh, Who's on with the, the on the
2: quarterback rise. whisperer.
0: Right. He ent- he enters the transfer portal, and I'm just aghast. <laughs> what uh, that, that one totally blindsided me i i out of all the people to enter i was like wait this doesn't make any sense
2: the guy and i forget because obviously zach calzana's like burned into my brain forever now but he's a backup (laughs) or he was a backup right i forget the name of the starter quarterback who was injured haynes king did yeah did something happen to where you know Jimbo fisher was like listen you've done great son but you're gonna be sitting on the bench next year or like what happened or was he getting some sweet talk from some other universities? I don't know.
1: It's just weird because I'd be, I'd be willing to bet money. that it was probably a case of Jimbo saying, look, kid, you need to go ahead and figure out what you're going to do. Cause you're not starting for us next year.
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the bowl game. Uh, because uh, Haynes King, I-, I believe is healthy. However, do you just throw him out there? His first game back into the bowl game.
1: They got plenty of time mm-hmm. to practice.
0: I mean, that's, I, I guess, but like if you might not fresh, have a choice fresh off an injury. Now they do have, I think a couple other options. One of them is like a true freshman and I can't remember the other guy. Um, so they do have other options um, and it might just be experiment uh, experimental time. <laughs> just you got to figure
2: out those options quick and go with the best one. Cause this is conference money on the line right. when you go to a bowl game. I, I mean, at that point, like, yeah, you want to win, but also, for those that don't know when you win a bowl game the conference gets money university yeah. gets money
0: yeah so so there's that too but i i was very very surprised by that um i i yeah i the only thing i can think is that there was writing on the wall hey you're not going to be the guy next year and he's trying to get a head start on uh, establishing himself somewhere else so um I right, next the, the next transfer portal story we have is spencer rattler who is uh, headed to South Carolina. Shane Beamer. What a, what a pickup, man. I it's just, so unbelievable. and how crazy is it with, with Dabo? Everybody's leaving Clemson right now. And Be- mm-hmm. Beamer's just sitting over there like, all right, all right. Everybody come over oh, here.
2: The South Carolina <laughs> fans are now awake. Yeah. I was they trying. are out here. They have been such a quiet fan base all year. I mean, even with new coach, like they've been very quiet. This is someone who does not live far from Columbia. Like they have been pretty quiet. They are awake <laughs> and they are confident. Yeah. After this, they very picked up
1: a quarterback, <laughs> a quarterback, who's he going to throw to?
2: They picked up a quarterback. And then also Clemson is losing people. Oh well, yeah, They are confident now. <laughs>
1: Carolina fans need to temper their expectations a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't foresee Rattler can come in and throw and throw it around, sure. But I, I, do you know? Can you name one of the wide receivers in, in South Carolina right now, off the top of your head? No. Nope,
2: but also, he was having trouble um, at OU. Like he was having issues yeah. where the fans were booing him in yeah. games right. and calling for the other quarterback. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's not a good player. He absolutely is. But I think. Had he been a super stellar player, obviously athletic departments can't make him stay, but I'm sure even with Lincoln Riley leaving, they would have done their best to make him stay. And I don't know that that was necessarily the case. However, he's still a better quarterback option than what Carolina's had, (laughs) even though I'm still holding out for that grad assistant (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, look at what they've had to do thus far at the quarterback position. They needed somebody.
0: That's it. You, that, you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, when when you've been going with a grad assistant and then who gives way to uh, transfer from Division II St. Francis, uh, yeah. Jason Brown, um, whose name is Jason Brown. One of the most plain names you could think of. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's nothing but good for them. Um Hey, at least if nothing else, um, they have a good option there, maybe that they can build yeah. around, whereas before- A better option. Nothing really.
2: I so. mean, look at the, the boost in their recruiting class, just with him transferring over. Um, and like I said, I know it's, we're not necessarily there yet, but I think that also just speaks to what Shane Beamer's trying to do at the university. This is a a quarterback that is well-known across the NCAA. He could have gone to, I'm sure a multitude of institutions. And yet he decided to go to South Carolina where obviously he'll start, but I think you also have to go somewhere that you really trust the coach and you feel like the locker room is going to be behind you, especially coming somewhere where they love Lincoln Riley so much. Um, You have to find a coach that is going to be comparable to that and, I think that speaks a lot to, to what he's trying to do there.
1: Right. You know, I can say they don't love Lincoln Riley no more. Not they, do not. <laughs> they do not. You talk to any OU fan right now. They, uh, Lincoln Riley is a bad word. Yeah. Yep. yep. They're unwell. I and I don't blame them. I don't blame them in the I
0: No, I don't. I don't either. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, and and we all know uh, how the player, not just the, the, the fans, the players, how they feel about that too. Yep. Um, all right. The final bit of news you have here is uh, Georgia defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, um, who has uh, really got that defense whipped into shape uh, for for the Bulldogs. He takes the Oregon head coaching job uh, and he will although he will coach uh, with Georgia throughout the playoff. Uh, Kirby Smart stated that after Lanning leaves and I think we may have even talked about this a little bit. Uh, will Muschamp and Glenn Schumann will be co-defensive coordinators, which makes total sense. Right, you you got Will Muschamp there. It just makes sense. Just slide him on over right into the the defensive slot. Why not? So uh, <laughs> now we got all crazy eyes on the sideline, and I can't. I'm here for it. I can't wait because. Hey, uh, I, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. What? No. Go, was, go ahead. I was right. going to say I'm I'm not worried about it because to me uh, the defense, no matter who's there, and in Landing has done great. Don't get me wrong. I I'm not dismissing that at all, but as long as Kirby smart is there, that's his defense. Yeah. Um, and these guys are, are just simply uh, enforcing that and, and helping out. Um, and, and when you have a mind, a defensive mind, like uh, Will Muschamp to throw into that, I'm, I'm not worried at all. So.
2: Can they just hire Dan Mullen and just have a little sort of staff <laughs> on the sidelines at Georgia?
1: I'm waiting to see if Muschamp gets another head coaching job in the SEC. He's already done two tent- two tours and, florida and carolina let's go ahead and move him out like missouri or something and get rid of drinky
0: right what a
2: time to be alive
1: (laughs) good
0: lord oh man all right well um that does it for our news uh from uh well our 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 news as of right now a lot of news
2: yeah. As of nine fifteen on Tuesday, that's all we know. Right. It changes. There's going to be hourly. more There's going to, yeah,
0: there's, sure. gonna say there's more people going to enter the, the portal and then we'll see where some of these people pick as well. So, oh yeah.
2: oh yeah. We've got commits, um, you know, coming from high school kids are starting to make their commitments. Now we've got people entering Early the portal. Yeah. We've got coaches bouncing all around. So right. it is truly the most wonderful time of the year.
0: It is. Um, Speaking of which, let's go ahead and get into the bowl games. So first of all, we have the uh, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, which is uh, Missouri. What man? Don't hate on Lockheed Martin. I used to be employed. I used to be employed by them. Actually, I
1: have nothing bad to say (laughs) about one of the best defensive contractors on the planet. What I am (laughs) making that face for is the fact that Missouri made a bowl game. Um, Oh yeah, Missouri, literally
2: in in overtime, six and six.
1: Versus Army at eight
0: and three. They uh, that's from uh, M on G Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas, Wednesday, December the twenty second at eight p.m. on ESPN. So uh, there's going to be a lot of dates, a lot of words, a lot of names uh, in this week's episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, so as you said, Missouri by the skin of their teeth, making uh, making a bowl game. Um, I, I, I think. That, as we've mentioned, though, we've watched them regress a lot this year. Um, I I think that's a a bit much. I think um, Army's a little uh, ticked off because they just lost the Navy. Um, And so I I think that uh, I think Army's going to win. I I got I got to go with them. I'm going Army 27 to 24. Jesse, what you got?
2: I, too, am going to pick patriotism in this one. Um, (laughs) Army, you had one job last week. I needed you to do one thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> <Yeesh>.
2: <laughs> not. But no, and this one I think I agree, Wes. I think we've seen Mizzou regress way too much. I think they had to win this bull bid in overtime against a not great team in Florida. So I'm gonna say Army wins this one in a close matchup, uh 28 to 23.
1: All right, Matt. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri's defense is terrible just terrible um yeah, they are god awful I think I saw a stat that said they're like I can't remember what they're ranked but they're not ranked very high in rushing um rushing defense and armies I run first team so this is a recipe for disaster Drinky's gonna look stupid in this one I'm going to say Army wins this thing by a little bit bigger margin than all. I'm going to say Army wins 38 20. That is true. I have, true. Z- I have a, zero. I have zero faith in Missouri's defense.
0: That's um, that's a great uh, that's a great point. The yeah. the rushing attack versus the lack of defense. It's going to be. Um, I could quote. Uh, was it uh, Saban and the Georgia Southern or Georgia State or whoever that was. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be the, op- that's going to be They ran same- through us. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a similar s- scenario here, I think. Um, all right. Next it was we- southern. Yeah. Next we have uh UCF at eight and four versus Florida, at six and six. Uh, you, uh, they, they got that bowl game, you know, in the, uh, in the, uh, win against, uh, FSU. Um, The uh, interim head coach getting that victory, uh, kudos to him. Uh, What's his name? Something Knox, right? I think. Uh, Anyway, uh, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl from Tropicana Field. Great name, by the way. I just love the Gasparilla Bowl. It's
2: such a trash field. It's horrible.
0: That's true. Yeah. In St. Petersburg, Florida, Thursday, December the 23rd at 7 on ESPN. Um, Yeah, I think this is just going to be a sloppy sloppy game. Um, we we've watched Florida struggle in defense. Um, I don't think UCF is going to be particularly, uh, impressive, uh, either. Um, I think this is going to be, uh, like I said, kind of a no defense game with Florida somehow managing to come on top. I got Florida 31 to 24, Jesse.
2: Yeah. I think as long as no crazy transfer portal things happen at UF, people don't decide to sit out. Even then, they're still not really good regardless, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to pick UF in this one. I could honestly go either way, but I'm going to pick UF uh, 31 to 23.
0: Okay. Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a Florida team that gave up 52 points to Sanford this hey, is a florida Sanford no, has no, 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 an elite no, 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 no. offense no, man don't do that don't you do that don't you do that <laughs> this is also a Florida team that lost in overtime to missouri who has one of the worst defenses in the sec yeah this is a team that barely beat one of the worst florida state teams we've seen in a really long time i have zero faith <laughs> zero faith in the gators so i'm picking ucf Twenty eight
0: twenty four. I think that's fair. I like. Yeah. The, I agree with Jesse. It could go either way.
2: I could be convinced either way. It's gonna be a trash game at a trash field.
1: <laughs> and that's the one that I think all three of us are watching. So, haha. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the trash, the trash bowl. Yeah. Apparently,
2: yeah. Um. Awful.
1: <clears throat> we just lost every Florida follower. <laughs> Sorry. They've
2: already turned off. Yeah, that's true. They're not. They're watching basketball. They're not even.
0: If they've listened to us Mm. talk about Cousin Eddie and et cetera, uh, they've already tuned out, I think. Um, All right. Next, we had number 20 Houston at 11 and 2 versus Auburn at 6 and 6. This is the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl from Protective Stadium in Birmingham, Alabama. Tuesday, December the 28th at noon. So if you got nothing better to do at work, uh, flip on the game on your phone on ESPN and <laughs> watch. Um, yeah, I, you know, Houston is the team that's ranked um, and they got uh, a good amount of points on some people this year. Um, but I, I think that off, uh, that Auburn defense, I think, is, is rolling. Um, obviously, they figured out a thing or two against uh, Alabama. Um, I think Derek Mason has a good plan going into this one to kind of shut down Houston. I'm going with Auburn in a close one. 28 to 24. Jesse,
2: I don't disagree that Derek Mason is smart and he will have some things up his sleeve with his defense. My concern is that the offense also has to score points, and that I do not believe in at Auburn, yeah. especially now. Um, not that Bo Nix was going to play anyways because he was hurt, but still, I, I this ain't it. Um, so I'm actually going to pick Houston 24 to 21.
1: All right. Ouch. Matt. I, I promise at some point I'm going to pick an SEC team. It's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, it may just be the Tennessee team, a Tennessee bowl game this year, but oh, man, listen, Auburn, uh, Auburn, Auburn, that ain't it. That's just not it. They've lost four out of their last five. Um, you know, they got, it's just, uh, I can't pick Auburn, not in good conscience, knowing what I know now, um, you know, Houston's averaging almost 40 points a game so they can score points. Auburns eh, can't do that. Defense is looking solid, but I don't think they've seen anybody that can really I don't know, move move them like Houston can. So yeah, I'm going to have to go with Houston in this one 30 to 24. couple field goals.
0: Yeah, and for Auburn, I don't think it's been as much uh, it obviously the losses have been disappointing, but it's how they how they've lost. They've they've given yeah. up um, at at the end um they 've had leads and lost them uh it 's been not not a good i mean obviously you never want to lose, but it's how it 's looked as well um
2: Dang it in so. it all
0: right next we have Mississippi State at seven and five versus Texas Tech six and six, the auto zone, Liberty Bowl from Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. I want to
2: know what the swag bags are for that. Boy. Right. You just get like a lot of like car parts.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. Hey.
2: Extra tail lights, wipers. <laughs> yeah, see, car, Like what Like what's the swag?
0: I see some guy carrying around a tailpipe or something like that. And you're like,
2: <laughs> dude, dude, what's This is
0: mine. I got my swag. Um, yeah. I, so yeah. I. This um, I, don't, I can't remember if I said the day. Anyway, Tuesday, December 28th, 645 on ESPN. Um, I'm really intrigued about this one. Uh, this is Mike Leach going up against his old team, which he coached from 2000.
1: Who he's still suing, by the way.
0: Who he's still suing. Um, uh, he coached until 2009 when he was fired following a suspension for his treatment of Adam James, son of former SMU and New England Patriots running back uh, Craig James. Uh, Adam had suffered a concussion, and according to the family, Leach ordered him to stand in the equipment room nearby, uh, although Leach counters that he just had him taken out of the light, um, and he had no idea where they took him. <laughs> so um, at any rate, this just puts some extra spice into this matchup. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm excited to watch it. Um, some some offensive uh, teams uh, going at it. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. I got Mississippi State winning. Uh, 35 to 27, Jesse.
2: Yeah. Texas tech has lost four of their last five games. And I just, I don't think they're going to be able to stand up against Mississippi state. I think we've seen a lot of positive changes there. They're trending upwards. So I'm going to pick the bulldogs 38 to 21.
0: I remember when that happened, by the way, and I'm talking about it on sports center. And in my mind, I envisioned, he was just like standing in the janitor's closet or something <laughs> and I was like he locked him in there um which I don't know I wasn't there who knows what actually happened uh Matt what you got for this game
1: yeah I uh I think this is this this is a game that the minute Michael each saw it was scheduled he circled it in red Absolutely. And he probably he probably went outside of his house he ran up the black flag with the cl- <laughs> with the skull and crossbones and he went and found his eye patch I think that he is ready to bring blood and fire to Texas Tech Uh, This is going to be a personal game. uh, And I think as a result, Leach is going to have them ready. So this is also, like Jesse said, this is a Texas Tech team that has not looked good over the last month of football, last month and a half of football. Um, They've really kind of backed into
0: the bowl game, haven't they? Right,
1: right. They really did. With losses to Oklahoma State, Baylor, OU, Kansas State, it's just not looking good. So I'm going to pick Mississippi State in this one. I think Mississippi State wins 38-20. to yeah, he's
2: gonna go like General Patton on them.
1: you think it's gonna be bad?
0: Do you think Mike Mike Leach has one of those fake um, like uh, pirate hooks that you just put over your hand and you just?
2: I think he has a real one.
0: I think
1: that
2: he uh, just holds.
1: Look, oh, tell maybe Mike Leach has hit out. In his
0: maybe house. one of those hands is actually not real. He can just kind of pop it out and then he can put the hook on. I
2: guarantee you, he has a sword and he like went outside and started swinging it around. His wife is just like just be careful just come in when you're done
0: just also also guarantee that he's got one of those old like uh, colonial jackets with the little frills that come out of the the yep. um, ends of the sleeves you know <laughs> definitely uh has one of those so
2: he does cosplay there's no doubt in my mind.
1: no doubt absolutely he has to he has a he has a tri-corner hat he has to have yep. a tri-corner hat he has a fluffy white shirt he has a parrot at his house yeah no wow. doubt and I guarantee the par- parrot's only words are cuss words.
2: I can only hope.
0: <laughs> That's right. Let
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Never> me <be> timbers.
0: <laughs> that, that will also be a sound. All um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, let's let's go to the in North Carolina at six and six versus South Carolina, also six and six, at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. We've talked about uh, Dukes-Mayo at great length on this show this year, and uh, yet again capitalizing on uh, on the marketing uh, from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, who I think already has their stuff all over it, right? Um,
1: Which, by the way, can, can we take a time out real quick? I, yeah, yeah. I, I want to put this out there for everybody that is planning on attending this game. If you in any way, shape, or form take a jar of Dukes-Mayo and pour it on your body during the pregame for this <laughs> – then shame on you. You should be ashamed. There are children watching, sir. I, that
0: that guy is is famous. I, I will <laughs> never
1: get that image out of my head ever. Nope. Well, it, there
0: it didn't help that he had no shirt on either. He was just <laughs> dumping it all over his. <laughs> <It> just <laughs> Yeah.
2: Also, the guy just eating the not like yes. little jar, yes. the vat,
0: right. right? Of
2: mayonnaise. Yeah. Right. His heart. Mm. Oh
0: gosh. Um. Yeah, that's Thursday, December thirtieth at eleven thirty a.m. on ESPN. So, can get your party on early that day with some mayonnaise. Um
1: yeah, I want do to not pick.
2: recommend that as a starter. We need no. to see if
1: they'll sponsor us. We should, we should, I should tweet at them. We should tweet at them and see if they'll uh, sponsor our Duke's podcast. Mayonnaise. What they if they it's love- the
2: only? It's the only one you should buy. To be honest,
0: instead of Jello shots, they're doing mayo shots. Oh my and li- god! And little, little uh,
2: cups. Stop! <laughs> I promised my brother would do that. I, I, I have no doubt in my mind. <laughs> the amount of mayonnaise that guy puts on a sandwich is—it's uh, thick.
1: Oh uh, yeah! You well, I've, You'd have to like hold it for a while too, because you know it's not going to just just jump out. Yeah. You're going to have to like—you'd have it. to eat
2: it like a pudding cup. It's you nice.
0: <laughs> it's nice and congealed. It's which is well, a hey, would you which you is a, say that? It's a terrible <laughs> word, by the way. Oh my god! <laughs> Please um, wrap this up. <laughs> I, guys, yeah. I I want to pick South Carolina so bad for reasons we've already talked about. Uh, but I I think they're excited to be here, but they're just they're just excited to be here. <laughs> um, I think that's as far as the story goes this year. Maybe they'll get that win next year. I'm going to pick North Carolina this year, 31 to 27. Uh, Jesse, what do you have?
2: I want to pick South Carolina. I know I should pick North Carolina, but. I'm not always known for my great decisions. (laughs) So I'm going to pick South Carolina, 28 to 24. I'm ready to be heard again.
1: All right. (laughs) Matt, what do you got? We have spoke at length uh, about South Carolina's issues at quarterback. We have discussed at length how South Carolina's defense is not the best. Um, And let's talk about how North Carolina went toe-to-toe with Pitt, who won the ACC, went overtime with him. Uh, back in the middle of of November. And then also, this is a team that only lost to Notre Dame by 10 and also managed to beat a top 10 Wake Forest at the time. So this is a North Carolina team that can scrap. I have no confidence in Shane Beamer in this one. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to pick North Carolina. I say North Carolina wins this thing 21-10. In fact, no, I'm going to go even further. I'm sorry. 21's too low. I'm going to say 30-10. I don't think Carolina stands a chance here.
0: Wow. All right. Well, um, that'll be an interesting one to see how that works out. And now we've got Tennessee at seven and five versus Purdue at eight and four that the trans perfect music city bowl from Nissan stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, Thursday, December 30th at 3 PM on ESPN. So um, yeah, I um, obviously Tennessee uh, has really had some, some good moments this year. Um, I think some really encouraging moments for Tennessee fans, Um, I I think that there's a lot of points scored, uh, but I think Tennessee has the edge when it comes to that. Um, I think the fact that this is basically a home game of sorts, obviously I know Nashville's not their home, but you know what I mean? Home state. Uh, I think that helps as well. Um, I got Tennessee winning this one 34 to 30, Jesse.
2: Yeah, this is such a fun bowl game. Um, I've been to it one time with LSU and Notre Dame and So much fun, even just the week leading up to the bowl game is a blast and there's so many great activities there. So have fun, but I am, I'm going to agree with you. I think that while Purdue has had their moments, especially when they were able to knock off um, Michigan State when they were ranked, I just don't know that the competition in the Big 10 is quite what it is in the SEC. And I can say that because it's an SEC podcast, so I don't care. And I'm going to pick the Vols 31 to 24.
0: All right, Matt. What you got for your balls
1: this is a tennessee team that i feel like the season has been it's been forged in a fire that has very been very intense um let's remember this is a tennessee team that played i think four straight ranked opponents in four straight weeks including the number one team and the number four team at the time um so this is a tennessee team that can scrap now granted things have not gone tennessee's way in a couple of those matchups but this is still a team that can definitely put up points they haven't put up less than 40 points, I think, since uh, probably the beginning of October. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to back up. And since they played Georgia. But prior to that, it had been 40-plus for a while. This is a team that could put up points is what I'm trying to say. Henan Hooker's already said he's coming back. Um, that means that there's going to be continuity at quarterback. I feel like our offense defense has improved over the season, defense especially. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that we're going to have a lot of trouble. I'm going to say Perdon't doesn't get it done. Uh, so I'm going to say Tennessee wins this thing 42 to 30, and that will get Coach hypo off to seven wins in his first season as a ball. Eight wins, excuse me. I was going to say actually eight, yeah, eight wins.
0: So, so don't don't get it done. All right. um Next we have uh, number 17 white Forest at 10 and three versus number 25 Texas A&M at eight and four. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida. Friday, to December the thirty-first at eleven AM on ESPN. Um, this one's uh, an interesting one. I, I think we've used the analogy of Jekyll and Hyde to talk about AM a lot this year. Um, after a huge disappointment in Death Valley, I think that this game, maybe the good one shows up. I I it's difficult. I mean, obviously Calzada, you know, he's out. Um I don't know. I don't need the, the question mark at QB to me is, is the biggest factor in this one. And gosh, and, and it's actually why I'm gonna reverse my pick right now. And um I am going to go, let's see, I'm doing this on the fly, so sorry. Ooh. Um I'm gonna go with wake. Oh 31. Oh. Let's see. I don't want to do the same thing. I'm going to go 31 28. Um, and it, I, you know, I had when I was going through my notes, I had a And M picked, but just the whole, like I said, the instability at quarterback for me that makes all the difference. Especially if we get into like a, maybe King is healthy, maybe he's not healthy, and we start experimenting with people at quarterback. Uh, I just got to go with Wake 31 to 28. Jesse, what you got?
2: Yeah, I. Even if Zach Calzada had not transferred uh, or entered the transfer portal, rather, I don't know that I'm fully confident in Texas A&M going up against Wake Forest, but especially now that they they truly don't know who their their offensive leader is on this team. I'm going to pick Wake Forest at 31 to 27.
1: All right, Matt. Mm, this one's tough. Um, it is a tough one. Because Wake Forest is coming off a loss to Pitt. And they got nuked against Well, not nuked, but they didn't take care of business against Pitt. Um, they lost to un yeah. They lost North Carolina. They got they got pretty roughed up against Clemson. And like you said, a And M so hit and miss. Uh, they finished the season with a loss to LSU. They lost to Ole Miss. They somehow managed to beat Auburn. But I just I have I guess it's like you said. Who you gonna pick? I, I'm gonna my guts tell me go with Wake Forest, so I'll go with Wake Forest. Um as far as score goes. I'm gonna say twenty eight. 28-14. There
2: we
1: go. Ooh, okay. There we go. Twenty. Gotcha. I just All right. I don't think A and M's gonna be able to do much. Um yeah. offensively. All I of us Plus, Wake Forest's defense, I mean, they're, the, Wake Forest is averaging 42 points a game, which granted is ACC points, but still. Um,
0: <laughs> Those points count different.
1: A little bit different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I, I That's 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 good. Um, all of us picking against the conference in that one. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and get to uh, some of these. As the kids uh,
1: like to say, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> A couple
0: of these uh, CFP semifinal games: uh, Number four Cincinnati at thirteen and zero versus Number one Alabama at twelve and one. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Uh, that's Friday, December the thirty first at three thirty on ESPN. I- I'm very intrigued by this matchup. I I don't think Cincinnati has the firepower to beat Alabama. However, I think it is going to be a little bit closer um, than some people think. Um, And Cincinnati may enjoy some success early. I think Bama probably adjusts. Uh, And also there's, you know, Bama benefited from the rat poison against Georgia because it was stuff for them to feed on, right, Uh, to motivate the team. Uh, Now Saban is going to have to deal with the rat poison that he's familiar with, and that is that Bama is the expected one to win likely. Um, So um, I don't think it matters though. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Bama winning in this one. I don't think the tide stumble. I got them uh, winning 35 to 21, Jesse.
2: Yeah. In this game, Cincinnati is going to be pulling out all of the stops. This is their opportunity after not making it into the playoff last year to show that they truly deserve to be in the playoff against a power five team and that they have earned this spot. And so they are going to be gunning for us. But I am much more encouraged after the win against Georgia and not just a little win, quite the win against the, the number one defense. In, Jess.
1: Okay.
2: I'm sorry. It's just, it's just fact. <laughs> She's not wrong. Um, though. I'm just messing. I'm not wrong, but against the, the number one defense yeah. in the country at the time. So I – Oh my gosh, I didn't even put the name on our like note sheet. You know, just it was had it was <laughs> we, it was implied. We, we, knew all, what you meant. we all knew who you're picking,
1: Jesse. You're <laughs> not fooling implied. anybody.
2: <laughs> but um no, I think I think Cincinnati's gonna come out really strong in the first half. I think they're gonna, you know, put up a few early points. And I think Bama's just gonna do what Bama should do. And I'm picking the tide forty one to twenty eight.
0: Matt is shaking his head, I'm sighing, and everything I am else. Just,
1: I am just what's, beside myself right now. What's guys? going on, man? Listen, Cincinnati is a powerhouse. Cincinnati is going to win this ball game. They're going to win. Oh, wait, this is reality. You can't, Never mind. You um, can't. That wasn't
0: believable. Like, we no, knew. I'm sorry. <laughs> you,
1: you're right. You were, eh, I had to try. Um, listen, the, the fact that we're even saying this is going to be a game is ridiculous in every aspect, shape, and form. Cincinnati has no business being in the playoff. I'm sorry. They don't. They don't. Their resume speaks for All itself. Right. They've played nobody. You can't count that game against Houston. I don't care what you say. They don't belong up here with the big kids. They're at the little kids table. And now it's time to send them back to the little kids table. So Bama is going to stroll in this thing. And I don't even think that since uh, he's going to get the second score that I've got them getting into late and in probably third or fourth quarter. So I'm going to say Bama wins this thing 42-14. This is a big win for Sanity.
0: Matt with the, with the shade for Sensi. I have
1: absolutely <laughs> zero faith in cincinnati
0: i hear you all right well yeah i I, like i said i'm i'm interested to watch that one and and see how they match up but by um, the
1: by the by mm -hmm. um can we take a minute and talk one more time about how it's probably the stupidest piece of thing ever that we're playing this game on new year's eve yes it's why why we didn't do it last year it was on the 30th i think why can't we do that again you know everybody's got plans on the 31st. They've committee. even done
0: them on actually New Year's Day before. New Year's Day. I think. Be yeah,
2: because everyone everyone's off work, you're at home, yeah. you're just being a vegetable. I, I would have been it. happy. I with don't that.
1: get it. Just just you know everybody's got gonna go do something. Nobody's going to sit at home and go, "Well, I got to stay home. CFP games are on." No. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's going out. Yeah. Stupid.
0: Thing. i i they guess so
1: that while i'm on my soapbox they also shouldn't play the national championship game on a tuesday night or a monday nope, night that crap should be on a saturday
2: yep yeah. absolutely it,
1: everybody's
0: everybody has to like take off work the following day anyway because it's just, everybody's staying up late it's just i've never understood that um or um what is it like the the super bowl they get it started at what like six o'clock or something like like a mm-hmm. decent hour right? So, yep. so you can actually uh, get to
1: bed at a decent hour. Unless I you know. live in California and then you're still getting home from rush hour or what have you. Well, yeah, that's true. So but let's be honest. Nobody in California. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, um, our, our next CFP semifinal game is number three, Georgia at 12 and one versus number two, Michigan 12 and one. Also uh, that is the capital one orange bowl from hard rock stadium in Miami gardens, Florida. As you said, Friday, December the thirty-first at seven thirty on ESPN. So, um, so yeah, this is the night game in that uh, in those two CFP semifinals. Um, yeah, so this is an interesting matchup as well for me because um, to me these t- these teams are very similar, uh, focused on running the ball and defense. Um, so it's almost going to be kind of a uh, a mirror a mirror uh, uh, image of each other, not necessarily in uh, personnel, but just in styles and, and what they want to do uh, on both sides of the ball, really. Um, so it's going to be interesting because everybody's been talking about the QB position. Uh, to be frank, I don't really know what the correct call is. As, as I think we said last time, uh, if JT is on his game and not rusty and I, at, at the uh, pinnacle of his playing, uh, he's definitely – the better quarterback. Um, however, we don't know that. We don't know what state his game is in. Even when he's come in after, after the injury um, he's to me, he's looked rusty. He doesn't look like the, the throws are on time. Uh, and, and if Stetson is in the game, he offers the, uh, the ability to scramble, which JT does not bring. So um, I, I don't really, I don't really know. I'm not really sure what the, you know, correct call is when it comes to the QB. I tend to think they'll probably just, they'll probably stick with Stetson is what I expect. Um, we'll see. I think this will be kind of a slugfest between these two teams with both defensive uh, defenses kind of keying in. Um, I hope, and, and I know I saw at least one uh, player talking about this, how um, if, if it didn't just gut punch you, to watch someone else hold the trophy on that stage in Atlanta. um, Then I don't know what it's going to take to get you refocused. Um, So I think that motivates the dogs here. and I think they get it done. I think it's going to be a battle, but I think they get it done. I got Georgia 24 to 17, Jesse.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Obviously you see that from where they're ranked, but I would also have to agree that I think they go with Stetson Bennett in this one. They could you know, really call an audible almost and put JT in there. And it would probably throw Michigan off just a little bit because they haven't seen very much of him and they don't know what that team truly looks like under his leadership. But I think you have to stick with, with the guy that got you there. Despite Great. whatever happened in Atlanta, I think Stetson Bennett needs to be the guy. And then if you need to make adjustments, you make adjustments later But Kirby Smart will probably, depending on the outcome of this game, catch flack for whoever he plays, because people are always going to have their opinion. Um, And if it doesn't go the way that Georgia fans want it to go, then they'll certainly find something to pick apart. And that will likely be the thing. But I I think that Georgia will get it done. But I agree. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. And I'm interested to watch it. But I'm picking the dogs 27
0: to 24. Okay, Matt. you are gonna flip the coin For
2: those that can't see Matt's <laughs> flipping a coin
1: Michigan all right so <laughs>
2: oh, I thought you might uh
1: here's 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 the thing 210 um, to, oh
0: never mind
2: <laughs> I uh
1: this game I have no clue who to pick That's The reason so I ended up flipping a coin um Georgia's defense is great ish Bama kind of exposed it a little bit um, just a little bit. Uh, Okay. A lot of it. Um, And I just don't know if they're going to be able to get that swagger back that they had going into the SEC championship game, Michigan. If you listen to that game um, uh, against Ohio state, because I listened to the game on the way back from um, Thanksgiving, Michigan ran the ball very effectively in that game. Um, And they were all outside runs which um, if you look at Georgia's defense, they are concentrating on the interior. Bama won the SEC championship game where they run most of their runs outside. So I think Michigan's going to do the same thing here. I think Michigan's going to end up winning this thing, uh, and I think Michigan wins it close. I think it's going to be a tight game, like y'all are all saying, but I'm going to go with the Wolverines here, and old khaki pants is going to finally get to play for a national championship. So Michigan, 21-20.
0: All righty. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how all of that goes. Um, and then yes, are you
1: still are you still going to are you still planning on retiring your fandom? No, no. Okay. no I think uh, that was just just in the heat of the moment talking. Oh, yeah. We yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely um, I, which I, I know no one on this show can relate to, but I do vent about my team from time to time. Um, and so, uh, you know, it happens. It happens. Um okay. Also, I think being a Georgia fan is kind of a a blessing in disguise because you, you don't you're not allowed to let football become too high a priority in your life. You know, like I feel like if if we won all the time, that would be like, you know, oh, man, I get so caught up in football and this is the best thing. This is my life. And. But I, as a Georgia fan, you don't have that temptation. It's taken away from you right. every year. So. You have the
1: ability to to <laughs> see the things around you rather than focusing on football. Yeah.
0: It's it's a, bless, a blessing in disguise. Okay, right. I'm, I'm going to stop crying now. Um, all right, so n- next we have Penn State at seven and five versus number twenty one Arkansas at eight and four, Outback Bowl from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, Saturday, January the first, noon on ESPN two. All right, so. Um, yeah, I mean, this is um, uh, interesting from the standpoint of, I think we're all, you know, pulling for Sam Pittman. We want to see him finish well. Uh, he's gotten Arkansas to this point. Uh, they've had some really good performances this year, and I think they kind of match up pretty well against Penn State um, in, in in what they want to do with the ball. I, I, I got a feeling that they're going to get it done in this one. I, I got to go with Arkansas. Vegas is actually picking Penn State, um by about three but i'm gonna flip it i got arkansas winning 24 to 21 jesse what you got
2: yeah i am really praying that my personal coach of the year will win (laughs) me and all of us free blooming onion so i'm gonna pick (laughs) arkansas on this one 28 to 27 isn't it we're the winner like they sign, like, either Arkansas, if they win, you get a free Blooming Onion. If Penn State wins, you get another, like, coconut shrimp or something. And then you oh, go in the day right. after the something game like and you get yeah. free.
0: Yeah. That, I didn't even think about I that. Yeah. I know
2: my free stuff, guys.
0: I got to I gotta watch that. I, and I'm going to be, uh, forget, you know, who I'm pulling for. It's going to be whatever I want. I, I can't.
2: Yeah, it's the appetizer but, I want. Do
1: I Later want? for everybody. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> let's Unless you got a shrimp allergy and then you're screwed. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, Matt, what you got?
1: I feel like I'm that guy that's picking against everybody in the sec <laughs> this year. And I, I'm really trying not to be, but again, I, when you look at the matchups and you look at who we're talking about, I just, I just don't feel good about any of these games for the sec. Um, Penn state, you know, lost to Michigan state top 15 team. They lost to Michigan by four. Again, they're in the CFP. They lost Ohio state by nine. Uh, also another big name that's out there. Um, they took care of business against Rutgers. They beat up on uh, Maryland. Penn State's defense is only averaging um 17 points given up each game. So this is a pretty stout defense. Again, big 10 points are different. Um, so I I can't I can't good conscience pick pick Arkansas. I just I I can't do it. Um so I'm gonna pick Penn State 28-24. I'm gonna stick with Vegas on this one, I guess.
0: All right. All right, next is uh number 15, Iowa. Uh 10 and 3 versus number 22 Kentucky at 9 and 3. The Verbo Citrus Bowl from Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Um, that is Saturday, January the 1st as well. Um, 1 p.m. on ABC. Um, I think this is one of got one of those uh heavyweight fight feels to it. This game does. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. I know some people are kind of kind of crapping on it, think it's uh, you know, kind of a snoozer. I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's going to be a slugfest between these two teams. Um, I know they don't necessarily have all the style points, but it, um, but I know Iowa is one of those who's got the reputation for, they just have good fundamentals. They don't do anything flashy. They just do the right things. Um, that's kind of be, been their moniker this year. Um, Kentucky kind of traditionally the same way, uh, but they've added some pizzazz with uh, Will Levis and Wandale Robinson. Uh, both of whom are transfers, let's not forget. Um, I'm going with Kentucky uh, in this one, uh, 24 to 20. Jesse,
2: This is a very, to me, evenly matched uh, game right here. And I truly think it could go either way. But just looking at sort of the team stats, total yards that they put up an offense for either team, UK really blows out Iowa. Now yards allowed, they're very evenly matched on that as well. So I think in this one, it's really going to be, whose offense can start to to light a fire in the game it's going to be a close one but i'm going to pick the wildcats 31 to 27
1: all right matt um you know mark stoops is an iowa alum so this is a game that he probably definitely wants to win um and i think kentucky is going to be able to pull this off kentucky after they lost to tennessee in november got their feelings hurt because they've put up uh 130 some odd points over their last three opponents so they've been they've been roughing them up pretty good so yeah i'm gonna pick kentucky in this thing uh 30 to 21 yay he's picked yeah. the conference okay. finally <laughs> finally wait a minute how many straight is that let's hold on one i two i picked bama that was only three picks ago <laughs>
2: yeah there we go
1: give me a little bit of credit well that was you
0: that, yeah you know all right, number seven, Baylor uh, at 11-2 and two versus number eight, Ole Miss, 10-2, and two, the All-State Sugar Bowl from Caesars Superdome in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Uh, by the way, uh, Caesar did not stay there. Um, so <laughs> – um, and that is uh, January the 1st oh, at uh, 8.45 p.m. on ESPN. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I know Baylor's kind of on a roll um, – They've had a a huge victory against uh, our old friend Mike Gundy uh, and Okie State uh, on uh, championship weekend. But I think the the firepower, the offensive firepower Ole Miss sets them up well for this game. Um, And uh, I think, you know, we've always said, hey, if they just get a little bit of defense, they'll be in good shape. And I think they've got enough of it this year uh, to really make them a problem for Baylor. I'm going with Ole Miss 28 to to, to 27, 28-27. Uh, Vegas is picking Baylor by one and a half, or at least when when I made these notes, they were uh, could have changed since then. So it's gonna be a close one, but I got Ole Miss 2827. Jesse.
2: I believe Matt Corral has said he's going to play in this game. It's uh it's gonna be his his last game for Ole Miss. Oh, so I think that is is gonna be really a game changing factor for Old Miss. Had he decided to sit it out, I don't think I would have necessarily chosen them. But with Matt Corral in the game. And them having like West said just enough defense. I think I'm going to go Ole Miss on this one, 31 to
1: 28. Okay, Matt. Y'all are not giving Ole Miss's offense enough credit, in my opinion. Um, let's remember this is Ole Miss team that um, is pretty good. Um, they beat up on Texas A&M. They uh, they're only lost this season. Or excuse me. They've lost uh, Auburn and Bama, so they've got a couple of losses. But again, 10 wins, really good season in Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin is getting the the uh that train rolling so it's still going good um I don't foresee them losing this game um Baylor barely lost the big 12 championship uh to Oklahoma State which by the way if you did not see that last play uh in that game it was fantastic
0: you barely um, won it, it, it,
1: yeah. I'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I meant uh so understand that's right Oklahoma State lost because Gundy, yeah, okay, sorry, I got confused. You're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Ole Miss in this, and I'm gonna give Ole Miss a little bit more credit offensively, though. I'm gonna say Ole Miss wins this thing forty two twenty eight. Okay, because Big Twelve teams never play good in bowl games.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for Ole Miss. Um, they're what? That's their their first ten win season. Um, that so. Hurt. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool times for them.
1: I mean, to be fair, they used to only play like ten games in the entire season. But
0: yeah. Whatever. Well, you know. Um, all right, next and the final bowl game is uh, LSU uh, at six and six versus Kansas State at six and, at seven and five. The Tax Act Texas Bowl from NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. That's Tuesday, January the fourth at nine o'clock on ESPN. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, so offensive line coach for LSU, Brad Davis will be at the helm for LSU in their bowl game. Um, this is an interesting one. I mean, I don't, I can't say that I've watched enough of Kansas this year to truly analyze their side of it, but LSU, they've been a a conundrum this year and just, uh, a, a mystery I, I do think that they are able to do just enough in this one to eke out a win against Kansas, So I'm going LSU 27-24. Jesse,
2: I'm looking at the last five games, the results, and LSU in their last five games, their three losses that they had were against ranked opponents. For Kansas State, they lost to an unranked Texas. They also lost to Baylor. Uh, but their wins were, were wins against unranked opponents. And so I, I don't know. I think LSU is going to be able to barely squeak this one out. So I'm going to pick the Tigers 21 to 20.
1: All right, Matt. This is a tough one, Um, because LSU could could play up and beat Kansas State pretty soundly. I think. Excuse me, or they could just roll over and not show up at all. And I don't. I'm going to pick LSU just because I don't want. People getting angry at me for not picking the conference uh, uh, any more than I already have the night. it
0: with your heart, Matt. Don't, don't let people I, sway I, you. I, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. It's just, mm. I mean, I was torn uh, it's and a it's big, fair. It's a,
1: big tw- it's a big 12 team. It's a big 12 team. I'm going to pick LSU. So I'm going to pick LSU 20. I'm going to say 24 20 is the score. Okay. Yeah. It's done.
0: LSU 2420. It's set in stone now. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, all right. Well, that does it for the bowl games. I'm excited to get bowl season started, uh, which is right around the corner. Uh we've got our, our first ones coming up pretty shortly. Um and uh and now uh let's talk about our uh, our just for fun segment, which is uh, Christmas themed. And that is uh, actually, it's a two-parter. This and I, I, I Matt, you mentioned uh, technical issues. I had some great Christmas clips. I had uh, the Grinch soundtrack. It was great. But anyway, just use your imagination. We're going to talk about two things. The first thing is who deserves coal in their stocking. And uh, Matt, I think you proposed that one. I don't. I'm not sure if you're thinking of a of a player, a team, a coach. Um, what are, what are you thinking?
1: I'm going to go with none of the above. Okay. Because here, who's here's there's a couple people that deserve coal this year. Uh, item number one is the CFP committee for playing a game on New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> because that's something I will never not get pissed off about. Because it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh, right. The other piece of coal that goes out this year is going to the officials of the Southeastern Conference. Because Ooh, God knows they have not earned any good presents this year. And I hope to goodness they get nothing but coal and socks. And that's cool And socks. I hope, and I hope they're and I hope they're not even comfortable socks, like really thin socks, like oh. socks that socks that don't even keep out the cold. They're just they're socks because you have to wear socks. The not ones that, socks.
0: the ones that you put on and they stretch so thin you can like see your toes inside. Yes. Yeah, yes. those are
1: they, they get no yeah. good socks.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, those are the worst. Jess, what do you got?
2: Those are so good. <laughs> <laughs> the officials, the officials are yes. um Gosh, I'm trying to think of, of, of who to select. I, you know, I, I, I've tried to be a, a gracious human.
1: Here we go. In the
2: past several weeks. And, and I feel truly like I've done a really good job. But Do it. I've got to be on brands. And I think Jimbo Fisher deserves calling yes! up docking just because of ah! who he is as a person and what he did to my team. So uh. Jimbo Fisher my coal goes out to you
1: oh man okay that was worth every every bit of anticipation thank you Jessica. yep yeah
0: Wes. i i got cash it's it's so difficult i i agree wholeheartedly with the officials um i still haven't forgiven them for the uh for the mississippi state memphis game um they that was just be
1: forgiven for that either
0: that was just a, a atrocious um um, I, I think if I had to go uh, with someone else, um, gosh, I, I think, Matt, you'd probably be proud of me. I'd probably have to go with Coach Drinky uh, because um, his, he has allowed his team to regress uh, so greatly. And not only has he allowed them to regress, but he's uh, talked badly about uh, Boston yeah. College. He he, not,
1: he has not been on his best behavior. He's he's talked right, badly right. about
0: Boston College before they got their tail whooped up there. I I say got their tail whooped. They lost, but still he was talking smack before they went. Why do we even have to go up here and play this game? Yeah, no, and and then they got beat, and then um, gosh, it, it seems like there was something else. Um, the Star Wars thing. He was trying. The, he was trying his best to, to
1: clap to, back at Mullen.
0: He yeah, he yep, was the trying so back hard. At but as as with so many other things with Coach Drinky, he's just trying too hard, and it just didn't. I, it was, yeah, whatever. I, I get it, and it is funny because it's Mullen. But other than that, not a whole lot of satisfaction. Out it's of that. not
2: funny because they barely won in overtime.
0: And and let's not forget, he didn't even turn on the lightsaber. One of his players had to come out there with a the lightsaber and demonstrate. I just wanted to show everyone it does turn on. Oh, so I that part. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. He
2: fails at even being a nerd.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
2: (laughs) Right? I tell you
1: right now, if I was a Missouri fan, I would seriously be entering the transfer portal with my fandom. (laughs) I I don't even know how you support that guy. Like he's like Butch Jones is an awful human being in my book, but I think didn't make you
0: didn't make you transfer your fandom though. Mm -hmm. So
1: well, he tried
0: he was touch and go there for a little bit he though tried. yeah it was
1: <laughs> it, it was not for...
0: oh, anyway let, let's let's get back into the holiday spirit and talk about which school or coach will end up with Bo Nix as a present um Jessie let's start with you first
2: I've been thinking about this since we mentioned the question and part of me thought you know maybe maybe A&M but no and then part of me thought maybe OU, but then I thought, no. And so I think he's going to go to like a directional school. Really? I don't think he's going to go within the conference. I think he's going to go to a, a, a lower tier school, if you will, because if you look at quarterbacks, especially right now playing in the NFL, it's those smaller schools that they always draft the quarterbacks from there. And they very rarely go for like the really star sec quarterback or, or big 10 quarterback. So I think, I think a directional school is going to get Bo Nix under the tree this year.
1: Okay. Matt. It's funny. You mentioned directional schools because there's a certain coach that is at a directional school that um, Bo Nix is already familiar with played under so I say he ends up at Central Florida. Because who remember, remember who's at Central Florida? hmm The Gus bus. hmm It makes that's, sense. That's... He's
2: putting his car seat back in the Gus bus.
1: <laughs> yes, he is. This, his car seat. Oh, man. Um, that's he's bit...
2: injured. He needs to be buckled in. That's true.
1: That's a bad a... ankle. It's not like he's in, a, in traction.
0: That's that's a good point. Um, that's a that's, that's a logical smart. a logical path for him. Um, I th- I th- I like that thought, and it makes sense. I think I'm gonna have to break from the pack, though. I'm gonna say Ole Miss. Oh, because oh. because
2: oh. I didn't even think
1: about. That. Corral's gone.
0: Yeah, Corral's gone. Um, Bo Nix has a reputation of not keeping his cool, not keeping his head, and I think. Oddly enough, that's something that Lane is really good at with a quarterback is calming down his quarterback. We saw it with Corral some uh,
2: Mm -hmm. last year
0: where he would have a bad performance. He'd get super frustrated and um, Lane would calm him down and leave him in the game. I think how many picks did he have that one game? And he just left him in. He's like, like six. He's like, dude, you're just going to have to figure it out. Sorry.
2: (laughs) Wow. I didn't even think about that. That's an excellent point. That's a
1: good fit too.
2: That is a good fit. uh,
1: Mm. I think so, but, it. but if I, I like your, if Bo's trying to get to the league. Yeah. And if he can get under Kiffin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who can make a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works.
0: Yeah. But I like your, I like your argument for UCF too. I think that makes sense too. So I, I don't know. I, neither one of those would surprise me. So.
1: Watch. He's going to end up at like, I don't know, North Dakota state or something.
0: <laughs> right. All right. Well, um, that's uh, that's exciting. We'll see what happens with that. Um, that uh, that actually does it for this uh, this week's bowl preview show. Um, yeah. Get the music rolling. Uh, if you guys would like to contact us, please hit us up on email at pigskinsandpeasantry at gmail.com. We can be found on pig uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash peasantry. Twitter at PPSEC Podcast, Instagram at Pigskins and Pageantry. Don't forget, we're available for download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and most podcasting apps for iPhone, Android, and other operating systems. If you enjoyed the show, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you guys would uh, hit subscribe and uh, give us a review, five stars. We would greatly appreciate that. And uh, we're getting into the spirit of things here on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, until next time, this is Wes, uh, saying, Hey, you know, be safe out there, have a good holiday season, uh, enjoy it, uh, hang out with those that you love, enjoy, uh, enjoy the games. And until next time, this is Wes go dogs.
2: Just remember that if your family starts driving you crazy, you can absolutely put your AirPods in and just listen to the show and ignore them over this holiday season. Um, I hope you guys have a great holiday and roll tide.
1: You really, really shouldn't say that in front of your brother-in-law, Jesse. I'm just saying. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Oops. I mean, it, it is fair because I'm a fair guy. That's how <laughs> I play. Uh, listen, guys, it's bowl season. Things are about to get nutty and wild and crazy. But before we get to that, make sure you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and Kwanzaa and all that business. So go balls.